HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. I'm Linda Palaccio, host of A Taste of the Past. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to The Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte, and in the studio today, we have just tons of hair and beards going on, oh, except for except for our producer, Jack, because he just shaved this week. Sorry, yeah, I thought Jack. it was shave week. I missed the memo. <laughs> it's not November or whatever it is. <laughs> it, and, uh, and you look great. I'm just going to say that, by the way, Jack. You do. No, oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> and so, in the studio today, we are catching up with my good buddy, Aaron Polsky. He's been extremely busy and kind of off the grid a little bit lately. I haven't even seen y'all summer long, man. Sorry, what have you been up to, sorry. man? <laughs> it's cool, man. We're all busy people, and that's the best way to be. So, what have you been up to, man? Um, well, it's been a great summer and a great year. Uh, got to do a lot of fun projects. Um, Obviously, our Cripple Creek stuff, which we need to sort of get kicking again. It's time. Um, and then work. I've been working on a couple of things with uh, our buddy Mayor. Um, and I spent a month in Houston working with the Pass and Provisions team, which was mm-hmm. awesome. They they're uh, you know one of the uh, Bon Appetit like best uh, restaurants in the in the country. Yeah, they got that last year. They got the top ten, which is yeah. awesome. It was so great to work with them and. The, um, I'm really excited to be opening a new bar uh, in the meatpacking district called FC Gotham. And we soft opened this week, and we will be officially opening in pretty much uh, another few days. Yeah. So. I got to go there um, on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, check it out. And that was really cool. I was I was kind of... Uh, I was kind of Skeptical because like, I was involved? It's yeah. Because, yeah. like, hey, what's, what's this guy with the, the beard and the hair and stuff? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, no, I was, I was, what I was going to say is that I was, like, really blown away by, I mean, it is the meatpacking district, which I don't really go to that often, but I forget, Same. I, yeah, I forget about how much, 
space there is. That place is huge. Yeah, it's huge. That bar is huge, man. Um, but it's also a very heavily populated neighborhood, so mm-hmm. we need that space. We want it to be a neighborhood bar, and we want it to be a place where people can just go and have a good time and relax. And, you know, that space is appropriate there. Like, that size, yeah. while it wouldn't be appropriate in the East Village, is, like, good there. If it's about 150. That's scary to me. (laughs) I work in one bar that only has 13 seats, and I work in another one that has about 100. So 150. You're almost there. You just need to work at a 30-seat bar. Just have to combine the two bars. (laughs) Dude, so um, another thing I like about it is it's underground. Yeah. and like Subterranean. Subterranean, as it were. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, another one of the hosts on the show, Jimmy, uh, Carboni from, uh, Jimmy's 43. Like I always talk to him about how much I love his bar partially because it's underground. I, I think that's really cool. There's something, there's a certain vibe that happens like when you're a basement bar, kind of like lit and what's, uh, what's that? I don't know. I've never you don't remember to, ever being there. I don't know <laughs> what that is. I've never been to lit. If you had a punch card, it would not exist. It would just be confetti would, on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Super loyalty. <laughs> but I, there's something... That, I don't know. There's something cool about having an underground bar. You know? I don't know. But it's just... That's one thing that I really like. Anyway, but the uh, the uh, the vibe of the bar is really cool. It's very big, like I said. So, like, you can really, like, get wild in there. And I think, like, when I was there last Wednesday, we got incredibly wild. Yeah, we got wild. I was really, really happy with all the support we got. It was our first night. I think I took my shirt off. Did I take my shirt off? Um, I'm sure I did. Let's just say. Let's just say you did. (laughs) It's the first time. Just so I don't disappoint anyone. It's off. It's off right now. (laughs) Both of them. Jack's shirt is off in the booth. (laughs) Um, So, like, so you're doing the uh, the actual opening uh, in a few days. Yeah. Cool. Um, what what have you done so far? Like, what were some of the things that like they're different from this bar than uh, other bars that you've worked at, opened before? Well, this one is really focused on being a neighborhood bar first and foremost, with, which is really different for for the for meatpacking, right? It's you know normally people go there to go to a club or to go to a club. Um, <laughs> So it's great. We want it to be welcoming and um, basically put out really, really high quality product and to be dependable, right? So there's not going to be a door policy. It's not going to be outrageously priced drinks. Everything is going to be affordable and in line with what you get at any other really good bar. Um, and the product is going to be great. So we have uh, we have currently. 14 craft beers moving up to 18 shortly because we're still sort of putting it together um all our beers are craft uh they're all really good they start at five bucks most of them are six and seven which is great nice um we've got Stillwater, we've got um oscar blues victory all those guys are sort of represented there um we have really really good quality cocktails uh that we're also putting out in bottled form um FC Gotham has a, has a bit of a history as an event space, so it's very sports-focused. And so we'll be playing the sort of bigger games. And when people get there, they want fast service. And there's no reason that we can't provide them the same cocktails that we love yeah. quickly. Which so, comes into like the bottled cocktail thing. Yeah. Right, and that's what we've been working on for a while. And um, Is Mayor like, involved with that at all? Or? No, not with FC. Um, mm-hmm. We're just working on that project separately. Um 
but at FC we do have bottle drinks, and you can get a bottle of six old fashions, and we serve it with hundred weight ice and these beautiful Yari rocks glasses, and you can just serve yourself and your buddies. Oh, nice! Um, so that's awesome. That's that's really great because like my buddy Chris DeCrosta, he's always said for like for years now, he's been like, dude, I can't go to. He's like, someone needs to open up a sports bar where you can actually get good drinks and good food. Because it's not something that happens. And that's what we're doing, you yeah. know? That, I mean, like, not, not that it's going to be a sports come bar come in every day. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, but it's it's really funny because, like, that's something that we don't really ever... We never really even talk about that on the show. But, like, you know, we all like sports. We all like booze. We all like food. You know, we like... But we want the best of those things. And it's, like, really hard to find a place where you can do all that. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an untapped f- market. You know? Yeah, there are a few places that kind of do it. Um but I think another important thing is for it to be welcoming. So a lot sure. of people won't go to a sports bar because they'll envision sports bar hell. And that's yeah. not what we want. We want it to be a neighborhood bar that shows sports. So if somebody's not super into it, we don't want them to be like, ugh, they're going to show every game of every single sport all day long, all the time. So we're going to... TVs will only be on for big games. Uh, we're going to have great music. We're going to have live music programs. We're going to have DJs. Just to sort of set a nice vibe, nothing, nothing crazy. And I do, re- I do recall last Wednesday um, in my, my hazy state, listening to probably every Thin Lizzy album yeah. <laughs> during my stay yeah. there. So yes, pretty sure. great music. We went through that discography. <laughs> um, and what else were we doing? Oh yeah, we we're going to be putting on concert movies over the TVs since That's we crazy. have so many TVs with like such a great. Uh, sort of field of vision uh we're going to be putting on like the song remains the same and last live waltz. in pompeii and the last waltz yeah because it provides a really good music listening experience and it's there if you want to look at it and otherwise it's just on you know just playing on the dark stage and that's great in the bar so that's that's what i've always liked about i mean like on the other side like uh dive bar saint jerome like well back in the day at least they yeah. used to always play concert movies or live live concerts and it's like, you know what? I'm I'm kind of like on the fence about like TVs and bars. But right, if same. if you know, like if you're just putting on like the, the major games like you were saying before, the major sporting events, or if you're putting on live concert dude, dude, that's the best because you've got you're already gonna have music in the venue anyway. Right. But then adding a vid, a visual element to it. But think about to me, like uh music over sports in a bar is that there's there's quite a bit more emotion and personal uh, interaction with that, you know, and it's it's kind of like timeless than just in of the moment, uh, like a, like like the World Series. Like, well, I mean, I, I don't want to piss anyone off because <laughs> like we're not, you know, this isn't the nineteen nineteen World Series. There are rules, man. There are rules. <laughs> um, the line. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I really like that. That's a great idea for, for a bar venue, you know, to have, like, live concerts on the TV and on multiple screens, you know. Like, see, you know, like, Isle of Wight Festival, Jimi Hendrix just going crazy. It's like, we can all get into that, you know. It's fun. You yeah. know, and that's really important to have a fun vibe and something that people can get, can and, get into. So, And also no commercials. So, right. It's true. different from being a. Dad. We were just going to do only commercials. I was uh, <laughs> putting together a reel of all the Geico ads. It was just going to be that. <laughs> wow. You got, you got your work ahead of you because uh, 
They got a lot of them. Sorry, Geico, unless Mr. you want to. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Caddy Wampus. If you want to. Sorry, Geico, if you want to sponsor this station. <laughs> it's uh, uh, 15% off. <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I really dug the vibe of the place. Awesome. Uh, well, thanks, ran into man. a bunch of good friends there, and, uh, I, you know, I rarely find myself over the meatpacking district, but uh, now I have got a, a reason to go, you know. Come by. We'll yeah. be here for you. Yeah. Um, we got great food, so. Yeah, I didn't get to try any of the food, really, but uh, but the drinks were, uh, well, I can't wait to, but uh, the drinks were awesome, man. You've got some really cool, I mean, like. As soon as I saw the like, if if I would have walked in there without even seeing you there, I would have read the menu and been like, ah, Aaron Polsky's been here. <laughs> he just leaves his mark and goes, um, well, that's flattering. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like for well, what it's worth, maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe. Well, I think I think um, just in the same way that certain bars have certain styles of, of drinks that they put on their menus, I think that that individual bartenders obviously do as well. Yeah. I mean, like you. Like a Thomas Wall drink, you know, like you know that's Thomas Wall when you see it. Uh, you know, Brian Miller or like Joaquin Simo, you know, like all these people, like Aaron Reese, you know, like when you see these cocktails, you're like, oh, that, you know, Megan Dorman is one that, like, she really stands out as well um, at uh, Dear Irving, you know. Such a nice bar. It's, that's, that's, it's a beautiful room. Bar. It made me want to put glass beads all over my house. <laughs> I know, right? But you know, like the uh the thing is like like when you see like when you know a bartender uh and their influence on a bar, it's you start seeing what their style is and you can kind of like pick it out like and like even if you're on a multi uh influ- like a, like a multi bartender menu, you can be like, "Oh, it happens at, at my bar like at Primees, it happens all the time." Like someone will be like, "Oh, this is this one's your drink, and this one's Garrett Richards' drink. Uh, you know, they they can pick it out, you know, because you, you get used to someone's style. Right. And so, like, you definitely have a strong influence there. There's, well, first of all, just the naming of the drinks, you know. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like the Son of Waylon. That one's actually a, um, a tribute to Evan Freeman, because uh, he had the Waylon mm-hmm. uh, at Taylor, which was an amazing drink. Um, and it was smoked Coke and Jack Daniels. And in 2007, to smoke Coke and put it in the corny keg and then dispense it out over a gun with Jack was pretty awesome. And yeah. so this one, uh, with a smoked iced tea with Lapsang Sushong and sort of similar ingredients, uh, we got Jack Single Barrel in there, which is kind of awesome. It's a little higher proof. <laughs> um, it's pretty baller. Yeah, and I wasn't going to call it the Shooter Jennings, so I called it the Son of Whalen. Well, because if you call it the Shooter, then you're promoting... Some Irresponsible <laughs> drinking of six ounce beverages. Yeah, but it's a great drink, and like, and I, I had uh, the privilege of having a, a couple of drinks there, and uh, they're they're really cool, man. Everything like very well balanced. You've always been a very inventive person, um, and like our times that we've gotten to work together on like our Cripple Creek stuff, it's like you always have like, I mean, you kind of think you. I've always thought that you always approach uh, the recipes for cocktails. Well, clearly, because you went to culinary school, and, like you, you, you approach it like from like the chef's perspective. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, it's it sort of starts as a collection of ingredients. It's not like let's take a Collins and purpose something, or you know, shoehorn something into it. Or it's not like we need two vodka, two rum, two two whiskey. It's 
well, this is a cool ingredient that would go well with something else. But the the process is just sitting down and just writing out just like Mapping lists of ingredients. Yeah. Be like, oh, this will sound this will sound cool. I'll revisit this later and spec it out. And yeah. I'll make the syrup and spec it out. And so that's how it starts. So it really depends on you know what I'm in the mood for or what I'm inspired by. So like, I was at the market and I saw these beautiful Scotch bonnets and I wanted to make something with that. And so that sort of found its way into a drink. And then like. Lopsong was sort of um, working with Sam, who's the general manager over there. Um, he wanted to, you know, he like sent me a list and there was Lopsong on that. And I was like, well, that's cool. Let's, you know, work work that into a drink. Yeah. Uh, and in, in, in fairness, I, I bastardized some of his ideas and turned them into like something completely <laughs> different. Um, but it was cool to, to work together and to come yeah. up with some new things. Awesome. Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we get back, let's uh, continue talking with Aaron Polsky from FC Gotham. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in them rhythm and blues. That's him. It's gonna get you some in the air. Heritage Foods USA is proud to announce our Heritage Rare Breed Chicken Rotation. We've partnered with Frank Reese, the country's preeminent poultry farmer, to create an alternative market for non-industry bred chicken and show our customers what real chicken tastes like. Frank's chickens look and taste different from commodity poultry. They have not been genetically manipulated or pumped with antibiotics to increase their growth rate. Frank breeds and hatches his own birds so he can guarantee the finest animal welfare from start to finish. Every three months, Heritage Foods USA will offer a new, rare breed of chicken on our website and at the Heritage Meat Shop. Our inaugural variety is the Colombian Wyandotte. These birds are good for frying and are sought after for their fine texture, taste, and healthy lipid fine yellow fat. Heritage Foods USA is the only place you can taste these special heritage birds. Order today at heritagefoodsusa.com. And we are back. You're listening to the Speakeasy. And in the studio today, I've got my buddy Aaron Polsky. We've been talking about SC Gotham. And um, it's a new place that just uh, is about to open. They're during their soft opening period right now. I was lucky enough to go there last week and uh, check out some of the cocktails in space. And, like, I, mean, like, so I was wondering, um, with, with opening right here at the end of summer... Um, your your menu you had to like kind of like focus on like going into fall right yeah um well you kind of really want to capitalize on that end of summer thing too if you go to the green market most you know um one would one would think that the best stuff would be there in june and july and august but really it's like end of august early september you just have the most beautiful produce there and so it's really inspirational um to think of things but or to, to sort of shop around there and come up with drinks. But yeah, definitely going into fall and you want it to feel appropriate for the season. So a lot of our drinks uh, are, are definitely geared towards that a bit. So they're, they're perfect for sort of like as the weather chills a little bit. It's warming and still refreshing at the same time. Yeah. I think it's, it's well, first of all, fall is my favorite season yeah, for, for cocktails. It's just... Like you said, you know, you're at you're, it's during harvest season. You've got all this 
beautiful, beautiful produce and different, like, just, like, everything. Everything's happening during, like, the end of the summer and early fall. So it's, it's like you said, very inspirational. Um, I also like, uh, and I gotta lie, I like, I like to get to, like, when, I, when I'm coming up with drink ideas, I like to, I, I usually go to, like, the kind of, like, stirred and, like, on the more, like, spiritous side. Um, and there's a lot of those flavors that go so well with the uh the time of year you know it's just, it's all happening and you know i i do i mean like do you like to uh for instance like i don't know and like i feel like there there's so much out there now that we haven't seen before like i don't know like i'm maybe i'm kind of ignorant but like indigo tomatoes and stuff like that that like i'm like what the hell are you talking about it's like i want to use that because it's beautiful and delicious and it's like i know heirloom tomatoes but like i didn't know the name of this one now now it's like i want to base a drink around it um well yeah there are it's always great to work with things at the market i typically try not to go too i try to keep that more for home cooking because you don't know what you'll get the next week. Exactly. So when you're trying to make a menu, um, consistency plays a really important part, which is why I basically just buy gallons of um, pumpkin spice latte syrup and just put it, <laughs> just use it as a standard house sweetener. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, but no, it's, there are just new ingredients that are available to us in general, you know, and that's great. Like the, accessibility and availability of spices and good quality produce on a wholesale level is awesome. Um, and also the technology to make them work fast. So everybody, well, not everybody, but you and I, uh, know the Dave Arnold pioneered, uh, rapid infusion technique with an EC container. Um, and of course you can do that with a cryovac or as I recently discovered a food saver with a, a handy, um, food saver Tupperware canister attachment, uh, you can make things work fast. So you can experiment quickly. Uh, you can weigh things in grams. You can time how long it takes, how long you're putting suction on it, and you can get really good uh, good bitters, good infusions, and that's great in, you know, especially for the fall because you think of fall, you think of, I mean, all jokes aside, you do think of pumpkin spice. You <laughs> think of pumpkin pie, and you think of all those yeah. warm spices and squash and all that. Apples, pears... Apples, pears, pumpkin spice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I wish pumpkin spice fit on your knuckles because we would go get a tattoo. That would be. Later. That's my. Um, <clears throat> it's my jail name. Um, <laughs> but you're joking. But one of these days, it's going to come back days, to haunt you. <laughs> I'm going to be in Russian Criminal Tattoos Volume Four. It's <laughs> pumpkin spice. Um, but you can make all of these really seasonal season appropriate infusions and bitters and syrups and all that and that's awesome um i think that six six years ago it would have been difficult to find different types of cinnamon and now you can easily get them at a place like sos yeah or a place like, like say, in there yeah like Kalushians and uh sos uh it, the, like you're a huge fan well you live right by sos chef yeah and that's uh you're the one who introduced me to that place and it's that's just like, a, like we've gone there just to like just to go there, just to go there and like get ideas because all the uh, hydrosols and like extractions and like all the, like it's it's insane. It's an amazing place, and we have the tools to use them. 
yeah. like both you know mentally and and physically we have all of these tools to use these things so yeah and there's some really crazy stuff out there like bon Desange, like the uh the really hardcore concentrated like extracts of like cilantro and and shiso and stuff like that that like you know they're they might be six hundred dollars for a gram but you know yeah that's paid more for weed (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like the uh just like the the accessibility to these ingredients is insane man and like i guess like i guess talking about like fall cocktails and like the preservations like we're really talking about like distillation in general you know just like the the preservation of ingredients um but i think it's i think so many of these like really hardcore flavors are just like they they work so well uh in the fall you know yeah i mean we have one um that's one thing that I really, really like doing, and that's definitely uh, an influence from Mayor and Avery Glasser, who's another buddy, he, uh, the founder of Bitterman's, mm-hmm. um, along with Janet, uh, is working without home. Like, I love, I love making homemade infusions, bitters, syrups, all that. But I also love layering things that are already in existence and are, are already beautiful in their own right. Yeah. And, um, just, I mean, talking about fall, old fashioned in Manhattan's are, are incredible fall drinks. And then when you start working in the Mari and bitters and liqueurs, um, we have one called the Joe Manco and Blondie. And it's an old fashioned with fight and cock bourbon, which is Heaven Hill 101 six year, which is, or 103 uh, six year, which is great. Uh, and then we have Royal Combier, which is basically their layering of Cognac Combier and um, their Chartreuse-like product, which is Elixir, uh, Swedish Punch, and Benedictine. Um, and Swedish Punch is another mixture as well. Yeah. And Benedictine. And, right? Yeah. I mean, is Benedictine, is there? I Well, it's a mixture of herbs. Well, yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. Um, and layers on layers basically like it's just like there's just these layers and layers <laughs> and it's you know it's like a mix of it's like a psychedelic onion <laughs> um so it's actually called lick my love pump um, <laughs> but it's uh it's this great fall old-fashioned with just tons of spices and aromatics and it's just warming and comforting and soothing and that's something that's like a great way to sort of get into the season yeah, I always feel like at the the time when you can't like pick mint from your own garden, that's when we start moving in these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When when uh when like all freshness like kind of abandons you, that's when we start moving in those things. And I love I love like I don't know, like I love making uh a a Benedictine like hot toddy, you know, like when it gets time. Like mm-hmm. but doing it, you know, with little tea and like benedictine and bourbon just like benedictine and bourbon are pretty much amazing i don't know why b&b isn't that yeah it already works why is it benedictine and brandy why isn't it benedictine and bourbon because it's awesome they just have to just change what's in the bottle exactly they don't even have to change the label it's like the old pims you know like when they did the the six different pims it's like you know what man maybe we just maybe we just do a different benedictine you know, you've been around 500 years. Let's experiment, guys. I think it's time for, for growth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, I think, uh, I don't know, Benedict, we, I don't, don't want to get started on Benedictine because I'll freak out. I'll just go off forever. 
Um, and there are windows so people can see us. Yeah, and like I've already got my shirt off, so it's terrible already. People are uh, eating. People are, people are eating. People are trying to eat some pizza at Roberta's. Calm down. I'm saying that to myself. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting my shirt back on. <laughs> I'm taking my pants off now. <laughs> um, all right, good show. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so give us some information on where to find you now. So uh, FC Gotham is uh, on, is it 409 West 13th Street? Uh, it is under the newly opened Holden and Astor uh, and the one-year-old VIP room. Uh, they're all in the same building. Um, the So yeah, 409 West 13th, it's between 9th Avenue basically and Washington. So half a block down from the Standard. So for all of you out-of-towners, when you come visit and stay at the Standard, come on over to FC Gotham. And we are there uh, seven days a week. And when we open officially, it'll be 5 to 2 on weekdays, um, 5 to 4 on Fridays, and then open at noon on weekends. Cool. So all the time. So basically all the time. You're basically just always open. Yeah. Just come wake me up. (laughs) He'll be sleeping on one of the booths. (laughs) Aaron, God damn it. So nice to have you back in the studio. It is awesome to be back. It's third fourth time here it's your third time it's my third time yeah it just gets better every time yeah absolutely absolutely and uh next time i'll be sure to not take up my shirt um but uh yeah it's been about a year since you've been on last time so uh it's been Thank really you. great having you back on the show it's been really awesome seeing i'm re- really really psyched about the new place like Thanks i said so. i'm like went there last week super psyched about it it's so, gonna be fun it's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun totally all right. Well, that's it for the Speakeasy this week. Tune in to Heritage Radio Network for many awesome shows and many shows that probably don't involve two bearded guys taking their shirts off. But that's okay. So we'll just we'll I'll send out a memo so they know to do that. That's it for this week. Thanks so much. Cheers. It's gonna get you listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org you can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the itunes store by searching heritage radio network you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at heritage underscore radio you can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org heritage radio network is a 501c3 non-profit to donate and become a member visit our website today thanks for listening